You're listening to Those Dram Ginzers with your hosts, John and Zach. Hey everyone, I'm John. And I'm Zach. And welcome to Those Dram Ginzers where we drink bourbon and talk about it. Alrighty, we have uh, Jeff Catula from the Washington County Chamber of Commerce with us. He's the uh, president oh, of the Washington County oh, Chamber of Commerce and Tourism. And Tourism. And Tourism. Yes, don't leave that out. That's very important. Very important. So, well, and they, I'm trying they to read Zach's handwriting. Good luck. I can't read my handwriting. So. <laughs> um, Jeff, and they are a well, major Thanks, sponsor of the Pittsburgh Whiskey Rebellion Festival. Yes, we are. Whiskey Washington County Festival. Whiskey Rebellion Festival. Correct. I do too. But it's not Pittsburgh. It's Washington County. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Looking forward, looking forward to the interview this afternoon, and welcome to Washington County. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's good to be back. We, we were down here visiting uh, Liberty Pole yeah. a couple months ago. Yep. Uh, we, we had the opportunity to experience their uh, peated rye. What do you think? Oh. Fantastic. So good. It is good. It is good. So good. And they had me scared. For a little while. Why is that? Because I'm a baby okay. when it comes to Ryan Pete. Right. And they were combining those two things. Yep. And I was like, are you trying to kill me? That's actually my favorite. I mean, I like all of their selections, but that's actually my favorite. It was so good. Yeah, it's it good. Excellent. And it gets better the more you the more you have. Absolutely. I think, isn't that the case with most whiskey? It is. I think it's a common <laughs> characteristic of it. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm uh, the um, president of the Washington County Chamber of Commerce and Tourism Industry. And uh, we are very proud to be major sponsors of this event that not only celebrates our history and heritage with the Whiskey Rebellion, but is a, a real community event that brings people out from across our region to celebrate Washington County and to celebrate our culture. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, we always like to ask everyone, so obviously you like whiskey. Yes, I do. Can you tell us your whiskey journey? So... Do you remember the first whiskey you had? Do you remember the first time you took a sip of whiskey and went, I could keep up. I could keep doing that. Uh, yes, I can. The, when, I, when I got my first job, and of course I was 21, the, of course. My, uh, of course. my boss was a whiskey drinker. Okay. And if you wanted to get in his circle and be around him, he wasn't drinking beer, he wasn't drinking wine, he had to drink whiskey. And okay. uh, from him, I, I learned a lot about it. I learned about bourbons, whiskeys, things of that nature, and uh, he taught me a lot about it, and uh, also how to use it, you know, socially to get deals done and things of that nature. He was a, he was a good guy, and uh, that's really where I learned it from. Do you remember what kind of whiskey it was? It was Crown Royal. All right, Crown, that classic. was his drink. Yep, classic. Um, so then that's how I was introduced into whiskey. Yeah, but mine was Crown Apple. Crown Apple. <laughs> well, you're a little younger than me, so uh, yeah. I think mine was the original Crown Royal bottle, yeah. You guys are both still more hardcore than me. Mine was Crown in a whiskey sour. So you guys are both still purer than I am. So, Jeff, what got you guys interested in really wanting to be a major sponsor in bringing that event in this part of the state and the nation's whiskey heritage to the forefront, really bring that education out to people, really kind of help everyone understand. Because, you know, we, I've said this with a lot of the other people we've spoken with today, but you think whiskey and a lot of people think like, oh yeah, Ireland, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Right. I mean, in their own right, both really have done a lot for the drink. But I don't think what it, many people realize is that PA was a major player in getting it all started. And, and, and so what really drew you to wanting to remind people of that and, and make Pis uh, Pittsburgh... Pennsylvania a major player in whiskey again? Well, I think the unique part about our region is the fact that the Whiskey Rebellion was centered here. Mm -hmm. So, as you mentioned, we were a major producer of whiskey, but also it was a little bit more than that because it was the first true test of the federal government uh, for our young country. Uh, you know, we had farmers that were rebellion here because they didn't want to pay the whiskey tax to help pay down the Revolutionary War debt. And it's kind of twofold. You know, like you said, Kentucky and Ireland, they have very strong heritages in that but i think ours is just a little bit more because it's based in the history of our country mm -hmm. and i think it's also part of who we are as americans that right. if we are unhappy with what's going on for our government now i'm not saying open rebellion but what i'm saying is that we have the opportunity here in our our country to protest to mm -hmm. say you know we don't like that or like what's going on yeah and i think that really makes it uh, special for here that 
we have that little bit of uh, rebellion still here in Washington County. That's great. The American fighting spirit. That's correct. Right That's correct. Here. That's, That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you're doing so well. I'm just letting you go. This is I, awesome. I, I, Usually I, I, it's me talking. I'm, I'm enjoying this little this little break. Um, what's your go-to whiskey? Uh, still Crown Royal. I Excellent. would say it's still Crown Excellent. Royal. That's what I usually go to. Canadian, of course, blend. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've been open to everything. And, and I have to say a lot of that's been due to uh, the resurgence of that here in Washington County. I'll try different things. Some I like more than others. Sure. But Excellent. I've really opened up my uh, taste to it. I'm not a wine drinker. I'm really not a beer drinker so much. But it's kind of ho- opened me up to different things and some different tastes and what I like and, and don't like. I enjoy Excellent. it. Nice. Awesome. Um, so what has um, the festival and Liberty Pole and Red Pump, what have they done for tourism? Uh, the, 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 just the focus that they've brought on the industry here in Washington County has been phenomenal. I mean, Liberty Pole has been great. It's award winning. Uh, it's something that we can be very proud of and really claim as our own here. You know, it's something no one else has. Uh, in this region, and they've been very good working with us to promote it. Even our new slogan for Washington County is called "The American Spirit Lives Here." It's a it's a, it's a play on That's words. Fantastic. It's a play on words, but a, a lot of what went into it was that spirit of whiskey and our spirit of independence yeah. here in Washington County. And I think it's played uh, it's been doing very well for us. That's fantastic. I love that you guys just completely lean into that. That's, we That's yeah, awesome. It's come full circle. It's really come full circle. Um, so if there is something that you would want to share with people listening about Washington County and the heritage here and the history here, and, and, and if you could kind of sell people on Washington County, because I know that you guys want this to become a destination for for people interested in history, interested in whiskey, interested in the history of whiskey, um, what, what would you want to say to them? Washington County actually goes back a lot further than our this history. The you know, Meadowcroft Rock Shelter is located here in the county, and that is the oldest and that's the oldest site of human habitation in the United States. Was first here. Uh, it's over 18, 20,000 years old. That people were living here in Washington County, and we like to say that they were onto something. That they, if they came here that late. And what we want to know is, is just to promote ourselves not only as a great place for, for whiskey and festivals, but also as a great place to work, uh, a great place to raise a family. We have a very high quality of life. Uh, as you can see, people are coming out, they're active, they're really enjoying the day. And that's what we want to promote here. Because even when we try to attract companies and businesses to the county, you know, of course they want a great building and a great site. But they also want to know, you know, what can they do after work? Where they can employees be entertained what unique things are there in the county and i think that our county you know not to be cliche but really has it all we have great places to work great school districts great places to live and great entertainment and a strong history you know based in this Garda here. He's the director of the Street Theater. Theater. Yeah. Street Theater. Director of Street Theater in Washington, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Welcome. So, thank you. Welcome, Brad. Glad to be here. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, I actually uh, th- have a theater background as a hobby, so okay. really it's not my actual profession. Uh, so, I'm in, I guess you could say, finance and consulting by trade, but uh, dad stuck me behind a spotlight at age 12 and they discovered I had a theater background and said, hey, you could do that. So <laughs> here we are. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so I co-write the scripts with uh, Clay Kilgore, the director of the Historical Society here. Okay. And then I wrangle a bunch of actors from regional theaters and put on things like the duel we just exited. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that we uh, caught the couple yeah. shots in the back. Got a couple shots. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yep, someone quote unquote died. Yeah. <laughs> we, we made a disclaimer. We heard bang. A scream, and then we were like, "They're fine. Everyone's fine." Yeah, that was um, supposed to happen. The, the scream was actually my sister, who was part of the cast. So <laughs> well, I knew she con- knew how to scream. So it was we convincing. Were it was very convincing. I was like, "They just started a little, little girl." Oh my goodness. Um, but uh, well, awesome, man. We've really been enjoying seeing all the reenacting going on. I had the chance earlier when the parade was going on to see the interaction between uh, the federal troops and. Um, uh, Bradford's rebels 
mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, really just sets the whole scene for the history. Why you guys put this on? What you're trying to convey to people? You know, it was it was a really tumultuous time, um, and it's it's difficult to convey four years of that in you know 15 minutes at a clip, right. but. The actors and the reenactors do a phenomenal job of conveying that intensity and conveying just the interactions that were going on between both the main players and really just everyone who lived here at the time. So that's that's been the main thing we want to put on the street for everyone. Absolutely. So so how do you, as the director of street theater, and, and you mentioned you have 15 minutes to compress four years of history, um, how do you decide what you want to showcase? and how you want to showcase it. What we do is we take all four years of the Rebellion, mm-hmm. and we each year we pick a theme, essentially. Okay. So right. the past couple years, uh, before we got all of this wonderful publicity from all of you all, and thank you for coming down for this, oh, by the way. Thank you for having us. Um, what we did in the past couple of years has been to portray the, the contrast between Philadelphia and here. Okay. So we've had that, that byplay between the two the two sides right. of the state. Okay. Um, this year, for example, it's been the impact that the rebellion has had or had on the town and on the town's people. Mm. So we take those themes, we take all four years and we go, what are a couple of key moments that really impacted, in this case, the lives of the town's people? And the duel right. was a good example of that where yeah. people died on the streets. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. We were able to take that and turn it into an actual scene and then okay. spin that into, as you'll see in subsequent scenes, fallout from the duel, how it impacted the wives, how it impacted yeah. the dialogue around the tax, and okay. ultimately how it leads to, in this case, our traditional tarring and feathering. Okay. Um, so do you guys try to focus on a different kind of perspective every year? We do, yeah. Okay. Um, we try to provide education across every theme that we have right. so first off about the importance of the whiskey excise and right. frankly whiskey itself yeah um, on for the region mm-hmm. but we also try to to pick a couple key moments and make sure that they they, they play across the place awesome awesome that's very interesting I, mean, I, I imagine it would be I imagine it takes a lot of work to, to do that compression to really make sure that you are getting the story across, but in a, in, in, a, in a matter of time that people can stick around. Yes, and particularly because there's, while we have a decent amount of documentation around it, uh, Mr. Kilgore, who I mentioned, is one of the leading historians on the subject, mm. there's not a whole lot of documentation around the Whiskey Rebellion itself, because remember, this is this is the frontier at the time. Yeah, so, yeah. That's true, yeah. I didn't so think about that. Correspondence didn't happen a whole lot. Um, part of the reason whiskey was distilled so heavily was because that was the best way for the farmers to ship their grain east without it literally rotting. Yeah. So they could sell it. So right. correspondence wasn't a big a big thing at the time either. So we don't have as, as much documentation as we'd like, and that's where some of the theatrical license comes in. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. I think it's so cool that you guys are taking the time to really showcase this history um, and, and educate people. Well, and it carries forward, too, in that you know these distillers laid the groundwork for much of the distilling that took place over the next two centuries until Prohibition. And you know, now, with, with the Wiggles and the Liberty Poles and mm-hmm. the other groups coming back, uh, I mean, that, that's been a great carry forward for us to bring that full circle to 1794. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Brandon, so clearly you feel very passionately about this. You put a lot of time, a lot of effort into this. Do you personally, do you enjoy whiskey? I do, absolutely. Right. Do you have a preference? Uh, yeah, my preference is primarily single malt. Okay. Uh, usually from Isla. Okay. Yeah, I'm usually an Isla drinker. All right. Um, today, obviously, I'm 22. making the bourbon and rye exception. Oh, yeah, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, in the spirit of the day. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, if not Isla, then rye. Okay, all right, so. excellent. So, so then, since you are a whiskey drinker, can you give us something we like to ask everyone we interview is for them to kind of share with us their whiskey journey, how they got into whiskey, do they remember the first whiskey they had, and they kind of were like, it's pretty good, I could drink more of that. Yeah, mine's actually um, a little bit of an accidental story. Okay, uh, all right. I, I discovered the hard way in college that I am allergic to beer. Oh, no. Hops, specifically. Oh, so, yeah. not, nothing terribly medically bad, but... I can feel it coming on, and Dad, <laughs> Dad tells me over over winter break, oh, yeah, I have this allergy. You probably inherited it. Well, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate so, that, Pop. So, so I had a very good friend in college who was already a scotch drinker. I was 
we'll just say earlier in college, so we skip ages. But yeah, so it was earlier earlier in my college career that a uh, 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 senior in, in the same school was a heavy scotch drinker. Okay. And had developed a palate and introduced me at the time. I believe it was Dalwini. Okay. Uh, it was Dalwini 15 that I started with. Okay. And uh, as a result, my drink of choice in college, and I can't believe I'm saying this about college, my drink of choice in college was Glenlivet 12, just kind of a st- standard go-to. All right. I became, All right, man. I became known as the snotty apartment where you get, went to have martinis <laughs> and scotches and drank out of, you know, dollar store glasses. Oh, my gosh, those are glasses as opposed to plastic solo cups. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and as a result, I, I got into single malts and mm-hmm. just over the years have expanded the palate as a result. That's awesome, man. That's great. That's great. So, um, do you have a, a go-to single malt? Uh, I'm a huge fan of Macallan 15. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, I prefer the 15 over the 18. Okay. Um, I'll go to that typically. Nice. Um, that's, yeah, I would call that the go-to. Nice. Excellent. But I've been uh, actually one of the other actors out, and I encourage you to catch him even if not on here. But right. he's journeyed in multiple distilleries in Scotland and has brought back some micro labels that I've been intrigued by. Ra- so. ra- rather fond of. <laughs> and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce at this point, but he is Scottish, so he can, All he can actually say All the them. consonants and none of the vowels. Precisely. <laughs> Just like Welsh. How long have you been the director? Uh, I've been the director for, oh gosh, seven years now. Were you a part of the festival before that? I was. I started hauling chairs to set up the uh, the main pavilion here behind okay. us. Um, then the blues concert that occurred last night uh, didn't exist when I came on. We had this big tent set up. The Bradford House was having its annual whiskey dinner with Beam Global and the whole crowd coming in. You know, the 150 a ticket, 200, whatever it is a ticket now, I don't even know. And in one of our committee meetings, I said, we have all this set up, we're paying for it, why not throw a party for everyone else? So Blues, Brews, and Barbecues was born. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we took a year, got that off the ground, um, got it to a point where Lee could, all we had to do was have Lee pick the music lineup that's been phenomenal. And uh, at that point, that was when the literal, hey, you do theater conversation happened. Mm-hmm. And we had had a number of reenactments going on at the time where we had done a duel in the past, but it was very ad hoc, very ad-libbed. But the festival was growing at that point. The audience was growing and realized we needed some structure around it. And so I started recruiting actors, and that's how I became the director of this whole thing. That's awesome. So where do you... Um, so we asked Lee her qualifications for the musicians. What are your qualifications for the actors that you have? I recruit them primarily for from regional theaters. Um, so most of the actors are involved in, I'm going to name a few, Stage 62, Washington Community Theater, uh, Little Lake Theater. Some of them have done some work in Pittsburgh, um, the Bayam, etc. So we don't hold a formal audition process for them. Um, our, primarily, our, our primary concern for them is that, A, they have a passion for really getting into the role and be that they have a passion for learning about the history in, in which they're involved which has been precisely zero problem for the last seven years this this is hands down one of the closest casts I've ever worked with so, so do you find yourself with a lot of repeat cast members and I would say 90% of the cast is has That's come back amazing. for as soon as I don't want to say as soon as they're signed on they're hooked but most of the time when they've come on they've stayed that's awesome. And it's gotten a little creepy, actually, because I've discovered just by accident as we enter rehearsal season again, they hang out outside of <laughs> outside of what we're doing here. I'll, I'll We'll get to rehearsal, and I'll find out that the guy playing John Holcroft and the guy playing uh, Alan Bedillion have gone to some whiskey bar in Pittsburgh. Like, oh, hey, that night at the Warren. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Where was my invitation? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you're, they call me, apparently they call me dad now. So I'm not, <laughs> right. well, you're dad. We can't have drinks with dad. Don't tell dad. <laughs> yeah, basically. So. Dad can't know we were out the night before class. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, no, there's, there's very high retention. There's a high, there's a, a high level of passion among the cast for the history and frankly the whiskey. I'm not, I wasn't exaggerating with the guy who's been to Scotland. He is playing John Holcroft. He's do, going to be doing the tarring and feathering in a couple hours. Um, Excellent. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're very passionate about both the whiskey and the history. Of 
Hey, Yens. I have with me and John, Joe Manning and Trip Klein, the co-chairs and co-founding fathers for the Whiskey Rebellion Festival down here in Washington, PA. Guys, welcome to the show. We're glad to be here. Glad to be with you. Thanks for uh, taking the time to interview us. Thanks for having us down this year. Um, this has been amazing, this whole festival. Oh, we're and glad you like it. We understand that you guys have been doing this for a decade now? This is the 10th anniversary, yep. That's incredible, that's incredible. So, if you don't mind me asking, what what got you guys started with this? What was the initial inspiration to kick off this festival, really bring this PA history to the public? It's interesting. Um, in 2010, that was the uh, bicentennial for the city of Washington. And as it was approaching, it didn't seem that anybody was going to do anything to celebrate that historic event. So I went to the mayor at the time, Sonny Sposey, and I said, I would like to maybe head up uh, a celebration for the city of Washington Bicentennial. And he said, okay, I think that's a great idea. He said, you're going to need help. And he said, I want you to introduce you to a man called Trip Klein. And he said, he can help you out. And it was the best piece of advice I've ever gotten in my life because Trip has been indispensable. The Bicentennial was off the charts successful. It was an amazing event. Um, all thanks to Trip and the former um, head of the um, Washington County Tourism Promotion Agency, J.R. Shaw. Three of us worked together to put that event together. And it was so successful, Trip said, hey, why don't we do this every year? And <laughs> here we are. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that we discovered was, and because of that success, you, can't, you can only do a bicentennial every 200 years, let's be honest. But we have a unique part of the history of, of Washington County and history in America, and that's the Whiskey Rebellion. And the Whiskey Rebellion was a big part of the Bicentennial celebration anyway. So it was a natural flow to say we should celebrate the history of the Whiskey Rebellion in Washington County, in western Pennsylvania. It's unique to our community. It's unique to our area. And it really did uh, change American history as we know it today. Was was the fact that the Whiskey Rebellion was, was part of Washington uh, PA's history was that always just naturally part of what you guys wanted to include in the bicentennial, or was there some kind of draw there that, that you guys really wanted to make sure that that got highlighted and was continually highlighted year after year? I think it was the fact that it was continually highlighted year after year, but as Tripp said, it's such a significant historic event that we couldn't have had the bicentennial without including that that monumental. It'd be like Gettysburg having a bicentennial and not talking about the battle, you know what I mean? That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So how have you guys seen I mean this this whole festival is incredible. Um, it's it's I think it's so so important to highlight Pennsylvania's role in not only whiskey, um, but just several people we've spoken with today have highlighted the fact that this was the first real test of the new federal government. Um, and that, was, that, that, that was integral to the nation that we, that we know today. But if it had gone sideways, it could be a completely different nation that we live in right now. We were, we were, you know, the nation was at a point where we had just passed the Constitution. There was still a struggle of how... how how, to, how, how strong a federal government to have versus states' rights, which we're still fighting over today. And what happened was the, the, this first test was the opportunity for President Washington to establish a firm federal government that would enforce its laws uh, even by use of force. So it really did establish a strong federal government. It was the first test of the, uh, you know, the federal powers and it proved decisive in shaping America that we have today. So that's why we celebrate a rebellion against our own nation, if you will, uh, but because of the impact that it had on American history. It was the first use of the Militia Act, where they raised forces uh, internal to the country to face uh, citizens of, the, of this country. It was the first use of the presidential pardon. George Washington was the first to say, I'm going to pardon these men for their actions in the Whiskey Rebellion. And we're still talking about presidential pardons today in the news. So it truly does affect you know, all types, all levels of American history, so even today. So we really find that it, it's topical as we speak about it today. So you, you brought up the pardons. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, was the pardoning in an effort to kind of quell 
the national fever pitch that had surrounded this and to quell any future rebellions by not turning the men into martyrs. Yeah, exactly. You, you've hit it on the head. George Washington, regardless of what you think of him as a, as, a, as a historical figure, he knew how to keep the country together. And what he decided was if he did turn the rebels into martyrs, it would just continue to be bloodshed on the western frontier. And so his, his ability to say, look, I'm going to pardon them for their actions, get them to sign oaths of allegiance to the United States, and kind of end this cleanly. Now, it's interesting, however, of all the um, rebel leaders and all the participants in the rebellion, he pardoned everyone except for one, and that was David Bradford, whose home is right here in Washington, Pennsylvania. David Bradford fled the area from uh, when, when the troops were coming to arrest him and ended up settling in what is today Louisiana, but at the time was Spanish territory, because we are... 10 years before Lewis and Clark have gone west. We are 10 years or more before the Louisiana Purchase. So everything west of here is truly another nation and, and is not part of... So his fleeing led George Washington to say he's out of the out of reach of the federal government, so I'm not going to pardon him. And it wasn't until the John Adams administration that he was actually pardoned uh, for the actions uh, during the Whiskey Rebellion. And I, if you guys watched Tripp's videos that he had, that we posted about, you would have learned that. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, yeah. Whiskey Rebellion Facebook page. <laughs> Yins, check that out. Yins, go on, check it out. <laughs> so, gentlemen, um, what is your whiskey story, your whiskey journey. Do you remember... Um, well, there's, there's a bar down here that Joe goes to every day, so <laughs> yeah. that's the story. I right? was say, my, my journey's pretty much at the end of every day. Yeah. <laughs> what was... Um, what's your go-to whiskey? What's your... What's the first whiskey you remember having that you were just like, yeah, okay, I can get into this? I think the first whiskey I ever remember having was Jack Daniels. And as I grew older, um, I kind of got away from it. It was a little too sweet for me, and I gravitated more away from the Tennessee whiskey to Kentucky bourbon, mm -hmm. and Kentucky straight bourbon is my go-to. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, uh, the small batch, um, but for the price, what I generally drink is Jim Beam, straight Kentucky bourbon. Nothing wrong with Jim Beam. Yeah. And, um, and so that's, that's, my, uh, that's my journey uh, trip. Well, you know, it's funny because um, my father bought me an A.H. Hirsch, 20-year-old, many years ago. And you, obviously, you can't find it anymore. I still have an unopened bottle because he bought a case uh, when it could be purchased for about $60 a bottle. So it's a fantastic bourbon, uh, and I keep it in my collection. Um, but that got me started collecting um, unusual and rare bourbons. I have a lot of historic um, uh, pre-prohibition bottles. Uh, so I have a pretty, a pretty extensive collection. But, you know, as, as Joe said, you know, one of our sponsors of the festival and of the Whiskey Rebellion dinner every year has been Jim Beam. So, and I always like to turn, if they say, you know, if I meet someone who says, oh, I don't drink that, I can't, you know, I really can't handle it. I always tell them, try Basil Hayden. It's a good oh, starter bourbon. Yeah. It's a great way to get your sort of into, into tasting and enjoying a whiskey uh, without a lot of the heat. Uh, and those issues that some first-time people who don't understand what sipping bourbon is all about, you know, so it's a, it's a great starter. I got my wife started on that. You know, now she's up to old granddad, you know, 114, so, oh, yeah. you know, it works out. And, and being Yinzers, um, Jim Beam is not only a great sponsor for the Whiskey Rebellion Festival, they're also the official bourbon of the Pirates. So there you go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Full circle. Um, yeah, that's something I find I really enjoy. I feel I feel like I'm kind of committing some sort of heresy right now. Why? Because I'm about to start talking about bourbon at at, um, at a rye event. At a rye event. Um, but you guys are speaking in my heart right now because I love bourbon. Like it's that's my go-to. I, I I love the 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 drink that got me started. So I started off whiskey like many young twenty-somethings with a whiskey sour because whiskey was just. Too strong. Well, that's like, retro. Oh, that's rock. like a that's like a 1950s drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was drinking my grandmother's drink. Yeah. So um, I was like, this is like juice. All right, I could do that. And then I went on to the old fashioned. I was like, all right, a little more, a little more whiskey in that. And then it was kind of like, well, what happens if we just take out the sugar and the bitters? And then there was whiskey rocks, whiskey neat. And the first whiskey neat I ever had that I was like, I can do this was a Maker's Mark. Um, Good weeded bourbon. Yep. Good weeded bourbon. Right. We had Maker's Mark here a few years ago. They were an integral part 
of uh, sponsoring the uh, festival. I don't recall what year it was, but it was a great event. They they uh, they brought their dipping uh, vat with them, and they dipped uh, bottles for all the guests at the Whiskey Rebellion dinner. And uh, who was the speaker? It was um, Samuels. Uh, Bill Samuels came, and so did Rob Samuels. They've yeah, both been fun. here. To, That's amazing. To, to speak to us. That's awesome. That's really cool. I, it's cool because uh, okay, so I don't know if you guys have listened to much of the show, but if you have, John and I have a tendency to go off on tangents. That's why our shows have a tendency to be 45 minutes to an hour long. I don't know how much of it is actually spent talking about whiskey and how much of it is spent talking about whatever stream of consciousness has entered our mind at the time. But um, you mentioned they brought their dipping wax here, and I swear this is all going to come full circle. We had spoken with the Steel City Rovers earlier. And with them, we kind of got into the whole talking about with the kind of music that's played here, a lot of it is rooted in history, a lot of it's rooted in tradition, and then how do you play that up to be new and fresh but still rooted in the history? And I think that's one of the things that is so cool about whiskey and this whole festival is is it, is it takes our history, it takes um, our past, and, and how do we build upon that? How do we bear it in mind while we continue to celebrate moving forward? And... Um, that's something I think that's so cool about Pennsylvania right now is by reconnecting with its history, it's starting to it's starting to move forward again as a center for whiskey, and well, it's starting to reclaim what it once had. Yeah, I mean, it, it was you know Pennsylvania. A lot of people don't realize this. I know you guys do, but you know Pennsylvania really was the birthplace of American whiskey. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it was rye, and rye is making a huge comeback. You know, as a as a drink of choice because. You know, it's just one of those drinks that's a little spicy, you know, a little different than bourbon. If you like a corn base, go to the bourbon. But, I, you know, I have gravitated in the same way to the ryes that are produced here in Pennsylvania. We have some fantastic, you know, craft distillers that are coming alive in the state and sort of reviving that history. Um, as, you, as you know, in front of yeah, you, yeah. I was going to say, the reserve rye is unbelievable. And uh, Can I pour you two a, a, a wee dram? Hey, I don't think we'll, we'll turn anything away from <laughs> the dram, dram yinzers. But, um, you know, we're very excited to have had the seven Pennsylvania distillers who do an excellent rye come together. Uh, to help us with the, with this blend that helps fund the festival. I mean, the festival has been a you know a, a, a free event to the community for, for for a decade now, and it's all because of the great sponsors that we have, and also for the special uh, fundraisers that we do like this. So we're excited to have you and uh, a, t- a toast to the to the Dram Yinzers. Here, here's to you. And that's a damn good whiskey. It came together very nicely, didn't it? It really, it really truly did. It did. It is good. And I, I, I gotta say, I, I've never, I was never much of a rye guy. I feel like I'm doing so much heresy right now at this event. <laughs> um, but I was never much of a rye guy until I tried Pennsylvania rye, and that's what got me going. There's something there. There's, I, I get why people like rye after I had Pennsylvania. Um, well, here, I'll, I'll give you some. One of our speakers, um, Fred Noah of Jim Beam, who came to the dinner one year, he got a question uh, from the audience. Um, how should you drink your, how should I drink my whiskey? And his answer was, any way you want, just do it. <laughs> so Exactly. So, you know, whether it's bourbon or rye, um, you know, it's all support. And what I think is interesting, I mean, you know, all these companies are trading on the history. You know, if you look at Jim Beam's website, they talk about 1795. They feature all their master distillers on the side of the label. You know, we've got Stolen Wolf here today. You know, the history no. of Pennsylvania goes way back. You know, with uh, with uh, you know with the Mickner's uh, name. You know, an unbelievable um, you know uh, rye based whiskey. So it, I mean, you know, the the history here. You know, with Old Overholt uh, made just uh, you know an hour east of here mm-hmm. at West Overton when the the, the Frick uh, home. You know, where that was born, um, you know, we have a great history of uh, pre-prohibition rye whiskeys here, you know, that we can celebrate along with, you know, the birthplace of, uh, of not only rye whiskey, but, you know, the, the Whiskey Rebellion. So it's a great story to tell, and we're glad to tell it. And as you were saying, as the history of whiskey in this area 
people focus on that it moves into the future we're seeing that now right here in the city of washington with liberty pole uh, distillery half a block away um and thanks to them um this is i've seen today this festival probably more whiskey centric than it has been uh you see people with all the t-shirts you know whiskey because there never was a vodka rebellion you know that yeah. that kind of thing but uh <laughs> you, you are seeing the, these uh, these distilleries uh come to life now and as you said that that'll lead us into the future one of, one of the things that i want to add to that is that both joe and i agree to this we've always seen this 10-year development as an economic development tool we've always seen this as saying you know this is something we can sell this is something about history that is unique to washington unique to western pennsylvania um, you know, if you think about what the, uh, the Salem witch trials have done for Salem, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. you know, they get hundreds of thousands of people in the month of October alone to celebrate that. You know, if you think about the Battle of Gettysburg and how that changes small, co- sleepy college Pennsylvania town into a major tourist attraction. You know, if you think about, um, you know, an 18 second gunfight at the OK Corral, you know, Tombstone, Arizona, their entire economy is based on the history of that. Um, you think about um, what's going on now with the Whiskey Rebellion Trail that's being uh, created today mm-hmm. uh, and launched across, uh, you know, three states to talk about the whiskey history that is in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and the D.C. and Virginia area. And it's fantastic. And so, you know, if, if, if Kentucky can do what they did with the Bourbon Trail and, um, you know, the, the wine countries can do it in California, you know, and attract millions of tourists, that's what we're looking for. And we've already seen the Whiskey Rebellion become a draw for, as Joe said, Liberty Pulse Spirits, Red Pump Spirits, uh, and other businesses that are opening because of this festival. And we're mm-hmm. proud of that. Something else I think is, is very interesting is, is how many of these um, PA micro distillers have really embraced the Whiskey Rebellion as part of their, their core identity? Absolutely. I um, mean, Wiggle's a perfect example. Yes. You know, Wiggle was one of the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, perpetrators of the rebellion who was tried for treason and convicted of treason to hang uh, Liberty Pole. I mean, Liberty Poles were the um, were the symbol of freedom and and um, you know uh, uh, opposition to the to the tax. And so that's where their their information. And even Red Pump with his farmhouse rye and hearkening back to uh, his farmhouse whiskeys and his rebellion rye whiskeys. He's using it to it, it to market. So I mean, across the entire state, everybody's seeing that. You know, this is a marketing tool and an opportunity to tell our history um, and use it to you know, to promote their products. So we're we're glad to have it happen. That's awesome. So, um, Joe was saying to us that this might be your swan song this year. Is that is that correct? For anything to be successful, you have to have a transition plan. You have to have successors who are willing to step in. And the beauty of this festival, and it's important, and it's based on and Joe's work and my work for the last 10 years, is we have a 25-person committee who work year-round on this festival. And we have a lot of young people who have stepped up. Your, uh, Grant Gard is a perfect example. You interviewed him earlier about the street theater. He's taking control of that. Uh, you know, we have great actors who are young and enthusiastic about the history and the whiskey. Um, you know, Joe and I are old dogs at this point. Um, you know, this new media podcasting and stuff is kind of going over my head, <laughs> I got to tell you. Um, but, you know, we have great people that are stepping in to do this. And we know because, you know, if we're going to be here 20 years from now, 30 years from now, it's going to take a transition. And Joe and I have worked all this year to bring the right people on board to do that. And Joe Pizar is going to be a great uh, co-chair next year. Uh, to take it on. People like Kathy Sable, uh, they're all going to be strong. It's going to be a strong group that, that moves the festival forward in a new direction. So we're excited to do that. Yep. Yeah, and you have to, uh, as Triple said, you have to try to keep things fresh. You know, if you if you get in something for so long, you become complacent, you kind of get burned out, and then the event itself starts to suffer. So you have to know when it's time to turn it over, have a successor, have a, uh, a succession plan in place like Trip said. You just have to know when it's time to do that, and uh, and we feel it's probably probably our time to uh, to kind of turn it over to some fresh blood. Well, I'm glad we came this year and caught you guys. Yeah, we're glad to have you guys. And, we're and, thrilled. And and thank you to you guys for putting this together, um, for bringing a, a, a part of PA's history back to life. You know, um, I think the more people find out about this, the more people will truly be able to get excited about. Pennsylvania history, American history, um, 
looking back on our history and how do we use that to build a better future. And, and also just, you know, I can, like you guys said, uh, this is a vehicle economically for the region, for the area, for the state even. I mean, the, the Rebellion Trail is from P Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, right? I mean, that's, uh, that, that's a statewide endeavor. Absolutely. Um, and so, so that's admirable. So thank you guys for, yeah. for, for your work for the last 10 years. We've been happy to do it. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it, and especially when the festival itself gets here, at the end of about three days, you're completely exhausted. But it's worth it. It, it makes so many people happy. You just walk through this crowd and, and see everybody enjoying themselves and, and taking advantage of the whiskey and, and the history and understanding it a little better than, than they may not have. And uh, it's absolutely worth it. Is, is there anything that, so if this is your swan song, is there anything you guys would like to speak to about this festival, tell people about this festival right now? Yeah, I, I would just encourage anybody, uh, any of your listeners who have not been here to Washington in July to, um, to, to sort of follow them on Facebook and wherever else um, they're marketing it and to come down and experience it. Uh, there's a lot of history here and, and there's, like I said, it's a very whiskey-centric uh, uh, festival and it's, it's very authentic um, the reenactors they put a lot of effort into that to make sure that it's historically accurate uh, and it's, it's this festival is different than any of the other festivals that, that are more or less sort of like a three day carnival or something like that this is completely different completely unique to this area and uh, we're, we're, we're confident that it will stay that way and and hope that all of your listeners will come down and take advantage of this and see what, what we have to offer. Yeah, we've always uh, believed, you, you know, you dance with the one who brung you. You know, and if you're going to do the Whiskey Rebellion, you need to do the history side of it. I mean, that's what's unique about this. I mean, there are all types of festivals, music festivals, art festivals, craft festivals. You know, we're all that in one, but we're also the history of the Whiskey Rebellion, and I think that's what's truly made it unique uh, amongst festivals in the state of Pennsylvania and in the region. So we're we're truly excited about uh, about that. Um, you know, one example of that is um, you know our local paper here, the Observer Reporter, has been a sponsor of for us for for all the ten years. Uh, they started a contest two years ago, and we've won the best event in Washington and Greene County for the last two years. Over four hundred vote, four hundred thousand votes were cast, and. Uh, you know, we're always selected as one of the best events to come down for. But I'll tell you what, if you can't make it here for the four days, there's so much to do in Washington County. Um, you know, as, as we mentioned, if you're a, if you're a whiskey fan, uh, if you're a history fan, you know, the Bradford House is open year round. You can come visit that. We have great haunted history tours in the fall. Uh, Wiggle, uh, uh, Liberty Pole Whiskey is open here. Uh, Red Pump, they're within two blocks walk of the, of the historic David Bradford House. You have all kinds of great things. If you go out 40, a few miles, you can go to the Century Inn, which was built at the end of the Whiskey Rebellion in 1794. There's a beautiful, authentic inn that's out there. So there's a lot in our region to do, um, you know, that's, that is involved whiskey. We've got some great whiskey bars in Washington, uh, from uh, bacon, uh, bourbon, and beer, uh, to um, the uh, President's Pub right here in Washington. has a wonderful uh, uh, whiskey selection. So. Uh, it's really becoming a you know a craft uh, area to come to uh, for all the different uh, bourbons. Even our local uh, brewery here in town, Washington Brewing, carries Liberty Pole and Red Pump products. So if you're not a beer drinker and you want to have a good uh, whiskey while you're in there, you got two of the best locals going. So it's it's great opportunity. Just come to Washington, whether it's festival time or any time. Yeah, and that's one of the things I think, as Trip was saying, that we're very proud of is that we kept it authentic. Um, early on, when we were trying to um, raise sponsorship money for this, we would have different people say, well, I don't really want to put my name associated with anything that has the word whiskey in it. Well, you know, they weren't protesting a tax on cotton candy. We couldn't, we couldn't <laughs> shy away from that. We had to, yeah. we had to stay true to it. Right. And uh, we're, I, we're, I think we're, I speak for we're both very proud that we, we kept that, 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 that authenticity to it and not shied away from trying to make it something that it wasn't. Well said. All right, so our last guest of the evening is uh, Rachel and John from the Yajagoff podcast. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks. I they said Rachel and John. I know. It's, it's usually John it's, and Rachel. It's supposed to be, did you not read your notes? It's John and Rachel. <laughs> 
No. I didn't read my That's notes. That's okay. Nice just... talking to you guys. <laughs> as long as you're pronouncing Rachel with an extra A, she's yeah, happy. Yeah, that's it. Wait, is it R-A-C-H-A-E-L? Yeah. So you spell it the wife? correct way. Well, is it? I don't, I'm a bicentennial I, baby, so I just assumed that was the silly 70s way. My wife is R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Ah, then yes. And she appreciates others who are spelled the appropriate Same. way. <laughs> yeah. Same. A little more love there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, tell us about your, your podcast. How about that? Well, lucky enough for me, I just celebrated my 100th last week. We had uh, all-star guests. John planned quite the party. And um, we came together about three years ago, and we're doing one every week. The only weeks we don't do them are Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Because we do Easter. Yeah. We're, True. We're not the greatest Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Same. But we are great Pittsburghers because the Yajaga podcast is not about Pittsburghese. It's about all the cool things going on in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so sure. we might have a show about some tech. We might have a comedian. We always have a local musician. And, uh, you know, some uh, today we had folks about the, you know, the Whiskey Rebellion teaching yeah. us the history yep. that none of us ever knew. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so in, you know, we just try to... Each each podcast is about, like you guys said, about fifty minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Longest podcast we ever had was Doctor Seal Wecht, who's ever going to shut him up? You know the big famous mm-hmm. corner. We went yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. And so, but uh, oh my goodness. But yeah, every week, every Saturday, we record. Typically, every Saturday it comes out every Tuesday, every Monday on iTunes and Tuesdays on yourjackup.com. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's it. awesome, you guys. But yeah. we don't have a good gig as you guys because you can drink whiskey and do a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Well, if you well, no guys one ever, said you can't drink during. No one ever said. No one said you couldn't. That drink That is true. It, right? We never thought of that. Wow. You know, no the great thing about th- this is no. It's like you guys said before. No one sees a podcast. True story. Yes. Yes. Right. The hell right. do they know? They could just think they you're don't. drinking water. They do. That's <laughs> what my kids say. All, all, the, all that's the people why. at home know with me is I happen to just gradually get louder. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Same. Well, you know, when speaking of the water, well, Rachel's dog Tanner does understand the implications of Tito's, wa- of, of Tito's flavored water. <laughs> And Tanner did not sur- he, he survived, but he didn't do very well he for was, about 24 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would pay to see that. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, my husband was mad because one week it was Miralax, the next week it was Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't have anything against him. He just likes my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Right. So you know, our, maybe that's because he's got good taste, right? That's right. That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah, that's right. Sophisticated yeah. Tito's dog. is a good, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad, yeah, that's, no. a, that's a good vodka. Thanks. <laughs> Excellent taste. So yeah. are you guys whiskey fans at all? You know, that's a good question. I think we... To, to your extent, of course not, but we're fans in the sense, like you, we've uh, had the privilege of working with Wiggle Whiskey, with Meredith yeah. mm-hmm. and those guys. Yeah. And so we've certainly had our taste testings. Mm-hmm. We were active in the Bicentennial during for Pittsburgh, obviously, a couple years ago. And um, it was great to kind of acclimate to the way that whiskey has become this acquired taste in Pittsburgh and truly mm-hmm. a staple, as you guys were saying, yeah. you know, in restaurants even. So I, yeah. I love yeah. seeing that. Yeah. And then from our work with Providence Point out this way, we've gotten to know the Liberty Pool folks as well. Yeah. Oh, they're awesome. Right. Oh, they're yeah. great. They're and terrific. I don't know if you know this, but I Googled this one night when I was feeling like slovenly in a bar drinking my, uh, my typical yinglings and... Uh, Jameson and soda water is only 103 calories. Or two points on Weight Watchers. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's hands down. You heard it here, guys. Yeah. yeah. If you want to yeah. lose weight. That's it. That's it. Drink, drink Jameson whiskey. And That's right. Yes. That's right. So, Listen, that is all I drank. We went to the Czech Republic, my husband and I, with our oldest son for hockey last year. And I hated the Czech Republic. Let's not get into why. But the food, nothing about the food was good. So I literally drank Jameson and ginger ale the entire time. Entire time. So it became like a staple. All right. Uh, no judgment. He's like, I want to hang out with her. Yeah, we yeah. do. Listen, no judgment here. And you notice my daughter's like, space. Yeah. They're, they're doing an offer sheet right now. To like, let's have Rachel on the podcast every week. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you guys ever do want an excuse to drink on, on a show. Yeah. We'll do it. Come hang out. Yeah, come hang out. Because we drink every show. Yeah. Nice. Sometimes like multiple... Some, yeah. Sometimes multiple. The last yeah. one we called Breaking Zach because it broke me. We had, okay. a, we had, a, right. we we had didn't a, drink anything under 100 proof. So. Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't hang. We had yeah. seven whiskeys. Two of them were under 100. The rest of them were 105 and up. Wow. Max out at 136. Yeah. No, nice. You guys need to invest in a breathalyzer. I think it would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, Zach's fun, wife. Fun for you. <laughs> right. Luckily, Zach's wife drove him to my house that okay. day to do it. So yeah, she yeah. was able to drive him and home. And drove me home. Yeah, yeah. good story. Uh, that's, funny. that's funny. 
Well, we appreciate you guys letting us be on the yeah, podcast. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We sure. hung out with you guys today and sweat it like crazy. Oh, I know. It was so hot. And, uh, and uh, got to know another podcaster. We love podcasting. Yeah, yeah. same here, absolutely. you guys. Now I've got another one to listen to. Yeah, yeah same. definitely. So, right, and drink, awesome. too. And well, drink we too. just think it's important, especially in Pittsburgh. You know, sometimes we say Pittsburgh's a little bit behind the times. Mm-hmm. So we feel that we can convey all these fun, great Pittsburgh stories, like John said, whether it's musicians or comedians or the tech industry or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and just tell our story time and time again with these great people who we get to talk to. So, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. That's so cool that you guys do that because I feel like there are, there are two kinds of people you meet who aren't from Pittsburgh. You say, oh, I live in Pittsburgh. And one, the first type of person goes, really? Yeah. <laughs> and the second type of person is the person who's been there. Sure. And they go, I love that city. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you and know? that's why it was important to us to not be in a studio. We're mobile every week. We yeah. never, oh, that's ever, awesome. Yeah, so we're always at events or... Sometimes places will hire us to just kind of go and acclimate them to, to what to expect at a bar or restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah, sweet. it's pretty cool. So it's pretty good. So we get to eat. Yeah, but and drink sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Not drink. like them. Yeah. But. You guys, there's some pretty bomb restaurants around Pittsburgh. No doubt. But what you really said about Pittsburgh is interesting because we've, we've been lucky enough to um, in interview people that are on the news or whatever, and they've, have to, they've had to move here. And they never leave because of what you yeah. do. Great city. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just you just have to get out here. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome exactly that you guys right. are putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, well we sure. appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Same. Well we we're uh are we allowed to drive while we listen to your podcast? That's not essentially drinking and driving. No, you're not. No, we it's encourage responsible alcohol. consumption of alcohol. Okay, we're it's not driving. But you guys can. Material while I'm driving. Exactly. So exactly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Our, our podcast is pretty low proof. So okay. <laughs> so so where can uh, where can our listeners find your podcast? Stitcher. <laughs> yes, yes, Stitcher. Yes. <laughs> Listen, we ended up at number seventy-five on Stitcher. Not too long like ago. That's some kind of kind of like awesome nice. for that night. So like now that I week. go yeah. Stitcher. Yeah, she it. Right That's it. Just like you did, Zach. Yeah, and uh, so um, yeah, and uh, you can listen to us on yeah, iTunes and all the places that you listen to podcasts. Uh, and on every Monday, it comes out around one o'clock. And then PM, and then every Tuesday it goes on yajagoff.com. And every Thursday on the Real Edge. You guys on all the social medias then? Yeah, yeah, at yajagoff. At yajagoff. Y-A-J-A-G-O-F-F. I love it. Cool. Alrighty, folks, we are wrapping up here at the Pittsburgh. Or, Jesus, I do that every time. We yeah. are wrapping up here. Let's start over. La, 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 la. <laughs> All right, folks, we're wrapping up here at the Whiskey Rebellion Festival. Uh, we've had one heck of a day. It's been heck of a day. nonstop interviews. We're excited for all the content you guys just listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking forward to next year already. Dude. It's just going to be even better. Absolutely. Now that we kind of got our feet wet here. So, like, first big, like, live event. You know, yeah. We did the blending event, but that wasn't, you know, that was more of a enclosed kind of thing. This yeah. was more, like, live. This you know rapid I mean? fire. Yeah. So, what did you think of today, Zach? Dude, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, we talked to so many cool people. Um, I just I just thought it was so much fun, man. I just had a great time. Um, one part you guys didn't get to hear was... John and I did tour a little bit. Uh, and we did do the whiskey walk. The, whiskey the, the walk. Stillers Rebellion tour is what I think they yeah. call it. Yeah, where a couple of local whiskey guys were around um, and got to connect uh, with Wiggle, got to connect with Stolen Wolf, who we are excited to say. We got be, to meet Eric from Stolen Wolf. Got to meet Eric Wolf. from yeah, Stolen Wolf, he, Eric Wolf of the Stolen Wolf. Excellent, excellent guy. Uh, awesome dude. Shout out to Eric Wolf um, and, and uh, Dick uh, Stoll. For having such a cool he partner, wasn't there, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't there, but shout out to both of them for making such a bomb whiskey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and we then headed to Liberty Pole. Liberty Pole. Because and if we're in Washington, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't me and we you go to a Liberty, Liberty Pole? Pole yeah. Like Liberty Pole, like duh. No, obviously they're so great there. Like they have made amazing, us. They were one of family. the first ones to make us just feel so mm-hmm. welcome. Mm-hmm. Really, truly, part of those dreams is family. Mm-hmm. And we got to try today, and we will review this later officially. Officially, like we'll get into the details, but I gotta tell you guys, I had a bomb whiskey. I'm not gonna tell you what it was. You're gonna have to tune back in. But I had one of the best whiskeys I've ever had, and it was a rye, no less. 
mm-hmm. at Liberty Pole today. So one so. thing we kind of did this with Herman. We officially gave our thoughts and review, thoughts on the rebellion run. Mm-hmm. What we didn't do is the rest of our typical reviews. Yeah, so, that's true. Zach, you want to give a gorgeous? Um, oh, let's talk about the bottle. Gorgeous. So all right, let's let's do our gorgeous segment. So. Pennsylvania Craft Distillers Rye Whiskey Collaboration. Whiskey Rebellion Special Reserve Rye Whiskey, aged for a minimum of nine months, batch number one. Why is that? Because it's different every year. Also, this is the first year they did it. That, too. Kind of sounded like an ass there, didn't I? Scratch that, reverse it. Batch number one. Why? Because it's the first year they did it. Also, fun fact, this will only be the only time you could ever get well. Sorry, guys. You can't. This it's too sold late. out. It's sold out. It's donezo. But this is the. This one will never be replicated because right. even if they do these same seven distillers next year, like whatever they bring is going to be different. 100%. You know what I mean? Yep. I think they're going to try to do different distilleries next year. I think that's the plan, but yeah. I'm excited to see what that'll be. Uh, 550 bottles made, uh, 50%, 52% alcohol by volume, 104 proof. Seven distillers in one barrel. Barrel 21, Dad's Hat, Red Pump Spirits, Liberty Pulse Spirits, New Liberty Distillery, Thistle Finch Distillery, and Wiggle Whiskey. All blended together and left to sit in a Dad's Hat rye whiskey barrel. Now, to the bottle design. Very cool. Um, Really evokes what this bottle is all about. It's like a flask bottle. It's it's almost like a flask bottle. Um, which is very appropriate for during the Whiskey Rebellion. You know, that might be something somebody might carry on them. Uh, it's got the uh, American Eagle with um, a uh, red and white ribbon uh, draped around it um, and a little star-spangled awesomeness going on here with a little bit of uh, uh, blue playing into this as well. It feels small batch, which is good because it's exactly what it is. It, it, it really works well, I think, for, for what this bottle... Is, convey, is meant to convey that mm-hmm. this is this is meant for well, the whiskey nice rebellion. It's got it, the it really is very ribbon, nice, which is um, one of the symbols you see around here at the whiskey mm-hmm. at the whiskey rebellion fest. So it's got that into it. I mean, this is yep. made for the whiskey rebellion festival. Exactly, so it makes sense that they have their logo in this as well. Yeah, and and um, and the ribbon is very evocative too of that uh, that ribbon that would be wrapped around the liberty pole, which mm-hmm. is what was carried as a symbol of defiance during the whiskey rebellion. Yeah. So I mean I think it's a great bottle. I love I love it. I think it's awesome. It, it's obviously a special blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anything you're going to see anywhere else other no. than if you uh, come on down to Western PA and get yourself a bottle or find someone that has it or find gone. someone who has it because it's gone. So rating not not a gorgeous rating. What's your rating on no, the No, my actual? rating for this is a Haas. Yeah, this is yeah, a Haas. Even though you can't great. get it to bring it to your Haas, no. find somebody who has it at their Haas. And drink it at their Haas. Go there. Maybe bring your own little bottle and see if it'll let you take a little bit back to yeah, your Haas. Yeah, definitely. John, your rating? Haas. Solid. Same as well. Yeah. It was great. It has um, some cinnamon notes, some floral notes. You guys heard all this when we were talking yeah. to Yeah, uh... it's just all around a fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic, like, I don't even know. It's it's a Monongahela rye. It really is. It's yeah. really a testament to the, the Monongahela rye, and I, I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys heard all the notes we talked about when we were talking with Herman. It was great. Mm-hmm. It's great. And like John said, yeah, uh, I love the story of uh, uh, Ben Franklin. Did you Did bring, you bring Monog- any rye whiskey? Any yeah. Monongahela rye? Yeah. And if it, and if the Monongahela rye tasted anything like this, Whiskey Rebellion Special Reserve, I understand why he asked for it. Yes, exactly. So... Do right, you have any final thoughts on the day? I had a, I had a lot yeah. of fun. That was like a. I'm exhausted. That was, but a, it was a great uh, day. It was a marathon of a day. It really was marathon one after another. Um, I'm going to pass out tonight. Yeah, we want to thank everyone here at the Whiskey oh Rebellion um, Festival Committee. Yeah, I got a list. Um, Trip, Joe, other, Joe P. Who? Joe uh, P. He took care of Where us. Where is he? Uh, he was just here. He disappeared. But he uh, he really took care of us. He made sure um, we had the people to interview. He brought them to our table for us. Even as he was doing other things for the festival, it's just, it's awesome. Joe P. was a machine, you guys. Yeah. He was all over the place. He was all that in a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Well, we really want to thank them um, for having us out here. This was an awesome, awesome experience for us. It was great exposure for the show. Terrific. Um, we will promote, be promoting this next year as well because we're going to be coming back. I want to also thank... Um, 
Mark and Ryan, Steel City Rovers. Bob, president of Woodville Plant or um, yeah, Woodville Plantation. Herman from Dad's Hat. Um, Jeff Catula uh, uh, from the Chamber of Commerce. Brent Garda, director of the Street Theater. I want to thank Lee Stivers for talking to us about the music. Oh man, how do I feel like I'm forgetting some people? I already said Joe and Trip, so you're good on that. Joe and Trip. Yeah. Um, just and if and if I've forgotten anybody, you guys, I'm so sorry. It's a long day. We've been it's, here since uh, oh, early. <laughs> it's been a great day, and you guys all were part of it, and you guys made this such an awesome experience. And we want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We appreciate you. Well, Zach, send it. You ready? I'm ready, big guy. All right, sir. Cheers to you, John. Cheers to you. I'm Jeff Catula, the president of the Washington County Chamber of Commerce and Tourism Promotion Agency, and cheers to you. My name is Brant Garda. I'm the street theater director for the Whiskey Rebellion Festival. Thanks to those Dramienzers. Thanks to everyone who's had us on. And cheers to you. I'm Joe Manning, one of the founding fathers of the Whiskey Rebellion Festival and the co-chair of the festival. And I'm Trip Klein, one of the founding fathers and co-chair of the festival. Cheers, cheers to you. Jagger Podcast and cheers to you. This is John from the Jagger Podcast and cheers to you.